Welcome to Highland Objects, podcasts that take you on a cultural tour of the Highlands and Islands of Scotland. Follow us on Twitter and Facebook at Highland Objects or visit the website highlandobjects.wordpress.com. Podcast 8 The Hector Model. Hello, I am Siobhan Beatson and I'm the manager of Alto Museum. Today I'm going to talk to you about one of the most pivotal objects in our collection, our handmade model, the ship Hector. The Hector is a world famous ship which has been affectionately named Canada's Mayflower due to the significance it holds in being one of the first immigration ships to bring new settlers to Nova Scotia. The story of the Hector holds a special place in many people's hearts and in particular to the people of Pictou, Nova Scotia, where the ship made land on the 15th of September 1773 and nearly 200 Scots began their new life in a new and exciting land. The model of the Hector is of no small size, measuring approximately two foot in length from stern to the tip of the bowsprit, and roughly two feet in height from keel to the highest point in the mast. Its intricate detailing of the pulleys and ropes shows off the craftsmanship of its maker. The attention to detail in many of the additional features is astonishing, and on the deck sits a small rowing boat, which is complete with oars, the articulated rudder and gates on the deck add extra detailing that is surprising to many of our visitors. Another feature that is regularly commented on are the three square hatches on the deck that are covered by latticed effect covering. Each of these hatches also has a very small canvas tarp, adjusted at different positions to again to add an extra element of detail which is to the benefit of the overall model. It may surprise many people that the model was relatively contemporary and was built during the early 1990s by a local craftsman, Christopher Howarth. It was built as a project of several boats, most of which are named after his family, which the museum also have in our collection. We are also not the only museum to feature one of Chris's work, and the Cranog Centre in Perthshire is also home to a very special Cranog model that Chris built. It is very special to see local craftsmen like Chris acknowledged for their work on a national level and not just at local institutes. Unfortunately, Chris passed away in 2010, but we have recently spoken to his daughter Lorna, and she has said that she has always admired her dad's attention to detail in his model ships, and the intricacies of the rope work always amazed her. The reason the Hector was chosen as the subject of this model was due to its history with Loughborough and its people. In July 1773, the Hector pulled into Loughborough and set anchor at the head of the loch close to the parish church of Clacken. A large crowd had gathered to wave off the passengers who had chosen to immigrate to Canada in search of a better life for them and their families. A church service was conducted on the loch side, as the church was too small to accommodate the crowd that had arrived. The most loved tale of the Hector's departure is the story of John Mackay, the piper from Sutherland, who played so beautifully that the passengers managed to persuade the captain to let him on board and offered to share their own rations with him in exchange for their music. This story of John Mackay is still, to this day, one of the most popular stories and is often retold when the subject of the Hector comes up. By all accounts, the Hector was not in the best shape. It had already seen 20 years' service as a cargo vessel, and one narrative relates that the ship was so rotten that the passengers could pick the wood out of the side with their fingers. Ironically, our model is in considerably better shape than the actual shipboard. The Atlantic crossing was dangerous and the accommodation was wretched. Crowding was so acute that each passenger had only two square feet of deck space, and tragically, smallpox and dysentery claimed the lives of 18 infants and children. As the Hector approached the coast of Newfoundland, fierce storms blew the ship far off course, it took two weeks to regain the ship's previous position, 
Because of this, the passengers' own provisions of food started to run out and water had to be rationed. Scraps of mouldy food that had been discarded earlier were consumed in the last few days of the voyage. Instead of the anticipated six weeks, the voyage took 11 terrible weeks. The Hector landed at Browns Point, west of the present-day town of Pictou, on the 15th of September, 1773. The land, however, was not what they had been led to believe. The settlers had been promised open, fertile country fringed by the bay. Instead, miles of dense forest confronted them. It was only then that they discovered that many of the lands that were granted to them were not along the coast, but much further inland, and this meant that they would have no fishing rights, which as settlers from the west and north of Scotland was of a huge significance to them, as most came from fishing backgrounds. This revelation, however, was not the worst news that they had on receiving landing. Worse was to come. The Hector carried none of the provisions or proper equipment that the settlers had been promised. There was no shelter awaiting them and winter was approaching and it was far too late to clear the land and plant any crops to provide food for the long hard winter. A quote from Alexander Mackenzie who wrote about his family years later says that most of them sat down in the forest and wept bitterly. Hardly any provisions were possessed by the few who were before them and what there was among them was soon devoured. A few settlers that had already been living in the area tried to help the immigrants with fresh food and sympathy and advice, but their own resources were very lean. What is perhaps more telling is, of the 180 people that arrived in Pictou on board the Hector, only 78 were to be counted at Pictou the following year. Some of the Loughborough arrivals had moved on to more settled parts of the province, but an intrepid bunch toughed it out and from the uncultivated wilderness carved out their new existence, clearing the forest and planting crops. And despite the immense difficulties, a core group of settlers established themselves from the existing residents, and within a few years the new community began to prosper. Others followed, and by 1803, Pictou had a population of around 5,000 people. In the hundred years following the arrival of the Hector, more than 120 ships brought nearly 20,000 settlers from Scotland to Pictou. By 1879, more than 93% of the region's rural property owners were of Scottish extraction. To commemorate this, in 1990, the Pictou Waterfront Development Corporation began the construction of a life-size replica of the Hector. The ship is now moored in Pictou Harbour and was rebuilt to the exact specifications of the original vessel and launched on September 17, 2000. At this moment in time, life-size replica Hector is in dry dock awaiting restoration for the celebrations of the 250th anniversary of the Hector landing in Pictou, which will be held in 2023. Our model of the ship Hector sits pride of place in the middle of our museum and is always one of our main attractions. With our abundance of Canadian visitors each year who all have some knowledge of the Hector and its story, it signifies a link between the two worlds, from the old in Scotland to the new in Nova Scotia. Chris Howard has perfectly captured the link between these two countries in the model of the Hector, and we hope we can preserve it for future generations to understand the link between Loch Broom in the Highlands and the lands in Nova Scotia and Canada. Highland Objects is brought to you by Expo North Heritage, which is supported by Museums and Heritage Highland, Museums Gallery Scotland, Creative Scotland, Highlands and Islands Enterprise and Historic Environment Scotland.